My name is Chris Bear and welcome to the season. Uh, the season. Oh, fuck, Andrew, sorry. <laughs> it all stays in anyway, mate. Don't worry. My name is Chris Bear and welcome to the season opener on Saturday at 3. Joining me to discuss Rangers opening league fixture against Kilmarnock this Saturday at Rugby Park and to make some predictions around this is first of all Kenny. Kenny, how you doing mate? I'm not bad mate, how are you? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy that the football's finally uh, on the horizon. It's almost back. It's been a long, long summer, um, an exciting summer. I'm sure you'll agree though Kenny, it's been it's been good for the old incomings. Uh, another two players to discuss tonight. Yep. It's been superb, but we want some people to go now, don't we? We need, we need actually, we need that. We need people out the door. We do, but I actually think we still need some people in, which I'm sure we will discuss. And joining Kenny and I as producer Andrew. Andrew, how you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm all good. Excited the football's coming back. Uh, yeah, looking forward to it. So as I said, obviously we're we're, we're back in action this weekend. Um, it's it's always one of those ones, isn't it? It feels like a long summer, but you also think. It flew in, um, in in many ways, which kind of is contradictory, but it, it, it's always that weird feeling at the start of a new season. Um, it almost feels as if the summer was long, but the last competitive game actually didn't seem that long ago. Uh, but you know what? It's I'm I'm really I'm really quite optimistic about this season. Um, but I'm sure that will fade. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm hoping not. But but Kenny, it's. Look, I'm not one of those ones that moans about what fixture you start with because you need to play the 11 teams at some point anyway. All teams need to play the other 11 teams at some point, whether you think it's fair or unfair or whatever. It's one of the tougher starts, obviously, not in terms of the team, but in terms of the environment, in terms of the pitch. Uh, I don't think that will play a factor in this weekend. Um, I think it's just one of those things that, as Rangers fans, we like to moan about because we don't like plastic pitches. Um on paper, it should be a comprehensive gate, a comprehensive victory. But of course, there's always famous last words. Um, what, what kind of game are you expecting at, at the weekend? I'm not really sure, actually. Um, brand new team uh, playing on a plastic pitch, as you know, as you just said. Um, it will be a totally different and quite alien environment for a lot of these players because they're going to see virtually half the ground of a Rangers fan. So that will be unusual for the, the new new lads to see. Uh, so many away fans are, are, you know, following us. Um, but I have a funny feeling that if we get the, if we get the ball down early and uh, settle quite quickly, then I would expect with the, the technical talent that we now have, uh, we'll have them chasing shadows. Hopefully, um, the only thing that concerns me at all. Is it's obviously the first game of the season and it's a new team, but the the situation with that that pitch, um, we've we've been there loads of times. It's very very slow, so they've got to get used to that that that, that hit, zipping that ball really early. Uh, that might take a bit of time, but if we can settle quickly, Chris, um, I'm a wee bit like you. I, I'm actually really quite confident that we can go down there and um, put on a show. Um, but for me, to be honest, the three points is all that matters. Get up the road with the three points, down the road with the three points, uh, and get out of there because it is a tough away fixture, you know, for the first game, purely on the basis of it being on a a, a plastic surface. Andrew, and, and 
in true traditional matter for me, uh, I think we should look at potential uh, pitfalls for this game for, for the for the squad before we kind of look at the positives because I think there's a false sense of maybe security here when it comes to the Rangers fan base getting into this season because it is so positive and so optimistic, but that's completely ignoring the, the, the problems that still exist. Um, because I can't get away from the problems that exist because the problems that exist are fundamentally the fact that we have a, what's the best word to describe this, poor backline, I would say. Um, I'm worried about the fact that Bill's talking as if Barisic and Yilmaz are the left-backs. Um, I'm worried about the lack of um, activity, both in and out, in, in, in those defensive areas. The fact that we're going to... The season starting, obviously, with, with Davis still there. Um, Goldson carrying a knock. Balligan, the only real signing of note for that central defence. Uh, Suter, you're, you're relying on um, him being reliable. And, of course, uh, Leon King, he's now returned. But I, I've never... It's not, it's not that I'm being critical of Leon King. I've, I've, just, I've just never seen it. But, obviously, I'll caveat that by saying that he was flung into quite a harsh environment last season. So you, you can easily point to that area of the pitch and, and say that's where Rangers' weakness is and that is where I'm worried. Um, do you share the same concerns as me? Well, Chris, compared to you, I'm, I'm probably just slightly more optimistic um, than, uh, than I, I think you tend to be. Uh, look, obviously, I think when we have seen our performances in the friendlies, uh, it, it's clear that this team is going to take a while to gel. Uh, we've seen that both at the front and the back of the team and in the midfield as well. Uh, this is, is a large turnover of players and a lot of players who are becoming first teamers for Rangers. It wasn't like past seasons where we brought in a load of players, but they all became squad players because they weren't good enough. So it is taking time to gel. Uh, but the area that has seen the least turnover is that centre back and, and central defence kind of region. Um, we've not brought in you know, substantially new or different players. Leon Balogun's the only one who's new who's come in, um, as well as John Yefeko, who's come up from the youths, um, who has looked quite promising. But we saw how well those two played together in uh, in our last friendly. So I have some concerns, um, but they're not massive because defence wasn't the major issue that we had last season. Attack was. So I'm more concerned about the front of the pitch than I am the back. I think if we look at the players that we have... At the back there, uh, when you've got Borna Barisic and you've got Ridvan Yilmaz, I don't think we're going to see movement in that left-back region until one of them goes out. I think the suspicion is that it will be Borna who goes. But until then, you you are paying probably substantial wages to two left-backs who, on paper at least, are are in contention for a first-team slot. So I don't think we'll see any movement on that. When it comes to someone like Ben Davis, who I know we all have concerns about, again, all being well, everyone being fit, I think Suter, Goldson and uh, Balogun probably are all in front of him. So he's the fourth-choice centre-back. Ideally, he isn't starting. But as as we talked about just before we came on air, Chris, um, the concern is that he might be one of the only fit options that we actually have to play with. So minor concerns, but but nothing earth shattering. I still think we'll have more than enough in the tank to get past Killy. Kenny, obviously Andrew can, uh, made a good point there, obviously, about the, the pre-season. They kinda, maybe the, the team's not been as cohesive as we probably like and, and taking time to gel. We'll come on to that in a but just sticking with the defence. Obviously, 
I think that Rangers are going to go with Suter and Davis uh, as a central defensive partnership at the weekend. Uh, you think it's going to be Suter and Ballion. Um, I suppose one of my, my big fears here getting into this game is we're both wrong and Michael Beale will go with Suter and Lundstrom because we've seen that as well in pre-season. Uh, it's, again, sticking on this theme, uh, kind of middle to front has been a perfect window, uh, almost perfect. Uh, perfect would be having a few more out the door, which we've, we've spoken about, but in terms of arrivals, it has been perfect. Um, I just don't understand, and I suppose maybe Andrew's got a point that the, the biggest worry last season wasn't necessarily the defence, but I just don't understand why we've been focusing so much on the, the, the forward areas, and now we're in a situation where it's going to be Balogun, Davis or Lundstrom starting in that central defensive partners, uh, central defensive area um, in the first game of the season. It, it just shouldn't be happening. And um, do you think that we've just been priced out of our uh, preferred targets? Obviously, Trusty went for five million. Uh, Panzo, they were looking for just ridiculous money for a player that I never rated anyway. So I'm quite glad that we never pulled the trigger on that one. Um, but also. Is it a worry that we're only looking at two players and there was no plan C, plan D, plan E? Um, no. Uh, I, I think, Trusty, it became apparent really early uh, in the summer that we were getting priced out of that, weren't we? It was kind of doing the rounds and uh, on WhatsApp and even on you know in the media and stuff like that that uh, they were looking for five, six million pounds for him. So I didn't think we would pay that for him because... Uh, for a, a couple of reasons, I, th- I think I think that's an awful lot of money for a championship. And I know he's at Arsenal, but he's he's been playing in for Birmingham last season. It seems an awful lot of money for a Birmingham player, to be honest. And I don't mean to sound disrespectful with Birmingham, but it does sound a lot of money to me. Uh, particularly when, by all accounts, he wasn't even their best centre-half last year. It was the boy, I don't know who it is, but the boy played next to him. Is that a Sanderson or something the boy's name was? Um, as for Panzo... Um, I don't know. I've just got a funny feeling with the way the timings went with Balogun coming in that Michael Beale had just kind of lost patience with the boy, whether it was a yes or a no. And he's went, you know what, I need a, a, a centre half in. Uh, and if Ben Davis does go, uh, then I'll, I'll, I'll look to have another one in from there. Uh, but I think the issue I've got, you know, with it is... I, I tend to agree with you up to a point that, that there's been an awful lot of focus on middle to front and not as much focus on the back line. But then when I do look at it, you think, well, Butland's come in. Uh, that'll make a big difference in terms of the the amount of goals that we lost from a second ball last season uh, where our keeper didn't come out or didn't stop across. Or, do, do you know what I mean by that? Um, I think that might well help that that last line of defence is going to do its job properly, and that's no disrespect to Mr McGregor. But um, I think the issue is, uh, and I'm guessing a little bit here, but so so bear with me, but I, I've got a funny feeling that Michael Beale has looked at it and went, right, I've got a new keeper coming in. I'm going to start with Conor Golson. He's a first pick. I'm going to start with John Souter. He's my second pick, centre-half. Um, ben Davis is still there, so I want him gone and I can bring someone in. That's not happened. Uh, he knows he's got to replace Hollander, so I think he's brought Balogun in for that. And he's looked at the fullbacks, and he's looked at we've got two, as Andrew had said, we've got two uh, left backs that are on high wages, 
and we've got James Tavernier who's going to start, so we need cover for that. And he's got brought Dijon Sterling in. So I, I actually think we are at that situation where I think Michael Beale knows what he wants and he's quite happy with, as I said, um, the players that were already there to a certain degree. But I do agree with you. I think the left-hand side of our defence is a, an issue. I'm not overly, or maybe not as concerned as as, as you are because we've, we've not seen anything like what the back four's really going to be like because they're changing every 45 minutes. We've had injuries. We've had Davis not playing. We've had Suter not playing. Uh, we've had the young boy Yefeko in. We've had Lundstrom in there, as you say. So we haven't really seen what our back four's properly going to look like yet. So I kind of tend to agree with Andrew. I think playing against Kilmarnock will have, we should have more than enough to deal with what they have up front, Chris, to be honest. Andrew, obviously to your point about pre-season, um, not to, obviously, if any listeners are still with us at this point, we will come to the positives. Um, I just want to get us out of the way, but uh, th- th- there has been some concerning signs um, with, with the lack of cohesion, maybe the lack of understanding. Um, I-, I would like to highlight the lack of fitness. I, I don't think we've looked that fit, which is uh, a major worry. Um, but I suppose the real, um, the real picture of that will come uh, Saturday, just how fit we are. I think we do need to understand as as a fan base that it will take a bit of time. But the worry is here that we we can't we need to be pretty much perfect the first two months. Um, if we allow Celtic to to get a lead, the last time that as a fan base we overturned a Celtic scoreboard lead, you're going back. I, I don't even know who you're going back to. Walter Smith's first title reign uh, when he returned to Rangers. Um, that that's that's how far far uh, far back it was. So we've also shown that when we get in front, um, when when the pressure is on Celtic, which is something that not they're not used to, um, they 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 have a they have a wobble in them, uh, as you've seen in them in what they described as their most important season in, in their history. So that need for perfection is there, but it's there coupled with the fact that there has to be a certain in period. So how do you strike the balance there? And, and I know. The answer's pretty simple, if I can answer it for you. It's just by winning football matches, but it's, unfortunately, Andrew, as you know, it's not as simple as that, is it? No, it never is. Um, on paper, our first three league fixtures are games that could possibly be tricky, but look relatively straightforward. Away to Killy, Livingston at home, and then away to Ross County. Now, those are probably three of the weaker sides in the league. I know Livingston will probably feature higher up the table um you know a, a top six finish isn't unlikely for them but still at home we should be able to get past them so it all comes down to how quickly these these players can gel um and you know that that's the worry we we know that michael beale can get a good tune out of this squad of players uh, even some of the players who we thought were done and dusted uh from last season but it, it's it's the challenge of integrating all of these new players in and making sure that they play well. Uh, we have signed pretty much an entirely new front line. I think that's by design. I think the idea is to get them all playing together and playing together well. But based on how we did in preseason, we can't be relying because at the moment Tav is still our top scorer just based on the preseason. That's the situation we were in last season, and it's. Great for Taff, obviously, but it's not really sustainable if your right back is your most reliable source of goals. So we need that front three to click and we need them to click quickly. Um, we do have 
in in the midst of those fixtures as well are uh, our two leg tie against Servette. Um, I'm sure we'll preview that separately at some point, but that that's not the most critical thing. I, I think it's important we do well, but as we've discussed previously, we have the Europa League to fall back on. Uh, those aren't must win. At this stage, the league games are the must win games. Uh, yeah, no, I, I don't think I'm far behind there in the green. I, I think that um, from a fan perspective, I think we can get used to um, a diet of Europa League football this year. Uh, from a boarding perspective, I don't think that they can um, write off the opportunity of getting a thirty million pound check. So it's it's getting that balance right, uh, really. Um, and I suppose the players themselves, I don't think they'll be thinking like us. I think y- your your new signings, especially uh, um, guys like Kieran Dowell, a guy who, who will do respect to Kieran Dowell, was never going to get anywhere near European football, staying in England. He's going to want that crack at the Champions League. So it's um, it'll be interesting to see the the, the the team's mentality. Um, what I will agree on, Andrew, is they fundamentally cannot prioritise Europe over the 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 league um, at the start of this season. I mean, you have to you have to prioritise both uh, equally in equal measure, I would say. But if you kind of push me, we need to have a perfect start in the league, get into this whole fun game. Uh, and you mentioned the first three games there before the Celtic game. It simply has to be nine points. Um, anything less than that, we're, we're looking down the barrel again. Um, so, Kenny, I don't know what your thoughts are on, on that. I, I just think that although Andrew makes a good point, we shouldn't even be having an eye on Servet. They, they should, we should be looking at Servet after getting this game out of the way. Yeah, absolutely. We, we need this. Listen, the bread and butter is the league. That we know that that's where we we have to do the business week in week out. Um, Europe is always a bonus. Um, the, the 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 one thing I would say about the Champions League this year is that we've discussed it on the pod before about the the, the club uh, World Cup next year and stuff like that. But we have a scenario with with the Champions League this year that we're ranked so much higher than Celtic that we'll make somewhere in the region of eight, nine, ten million pounds more than them if we make it. You know, just for qualifying, uh, I think it's about a million euros. Um, a position or something like that, and I think we're ranked about eight or nine positions above them. So it's quite a lot of money that we would have a head start on with them in that sense. Um, so I can kind of understand to a certain degree that that becomes a great leveller in terms of the finances of the both clubs, but um, I totally agree with you in terms of we need a perfect start, actually. I, I, I think it's really... Uh, it's going to be difficult because it's a new team, but I, I, for me... One game at a time is is an absolute essential. Kamala concentrating Servette, back to the domestic stuff, get away from home and hopefully get the job done. Uh, and then, then with the playoff, then to a certain degree, I think that's coming uh, at the same time as the, the, the first game against Celtic, isn't it? So uh, that just becomes a massive week in general. I think the Celtic game's in the middle of that, isn't it? If I remember right, I could be wrong, but um, it, it just... It's always the same this time of year, Chris, isn't it? It, it, it just becomes uh, must win every single week right at the start of the season because the games just come thick and fast. But being 100% honest, I will totally agree with you. The league is the priority for me this year. I want to win that more than anything this year. Yeah, definitely. Um, we will come on to uh, two new players um, and potential departures. Um, but we'll round off 
uh, Kelly with some kind of potential team news. We don't have the, all the team news at the moment. Obviously, Michael Beale's not spoken to the media, but there is um, three players that look like they won't make the game. Uh, first one is Connor Goldson. Um, although he has back, uh, I very much doubt he will play any part in this game. Potentially will be named on the bench, but he'll be nowhere near... Uh, he he'll be nowhere near fit to play even twenty minutes, so I I just can't see him being called upon at all. Um, you're getting into the last twenty minutes against a game against Kilmarnock, you you'd be expecting to kill the game, so you wouldn't need a defender anyway. Um, I think we need to wait to the middle of this month to the end of this month to to fully see Goldson being unleashed. Um, Tom Lawrence has had a wee bit of a setback. It's a very minor setback, um, but we were told um, with Lawrence's um, initial injury that he would only be out for four weeks, and that turned into seven, eight months. So um, I'm not going to hold my breath and think that Tom Lawrence is going to be back um, between now and the end of this month. So we obviously need to um, wait to hear what Michael Beale's got to say about that. And uh, surprise, surprise, um, it looks like uh, Kemal Roof has picked up some sort of knock in the open training session. So the, uh, I was going to say the rumours are, it's not rumours, the facts are that um, Kamal Roof withdrew from the 11 versus 11 game at the open training session and went up the tunnel with the club doctor. Um, so the, those three, I just do not expect to see at all on uh, Saturday, Andrew, coupled with the, the very obvious ones, Andrew, like Awful ball and the players that are going to depart, like Kamara um, and Sakala, uh, potentially uh, Alex Lowry and Matondo as well, were pretty much at a full complement. So um, I would ask you about a comment on the guys that are injured, but I don't know if you want to waste your time talking about it. Um, but certainly from the, the strength of, of, of squad that we can pick from getting into this opening fixture, we're, we're about 85% of full health, uh, which is a good place to be. I was going to say the important thing is that none of the new signings that we've brought in have broken down injured yet, so that's that's a promising start for us hurry right up, there. Touch wood, hurry up. <laughs> oh yeah, that's very true, very true. Um, but that's that for me is the critical thing. I think it's far too early to see uh, Jeff Weenus come in, but um, apart from that, I'd expect the majority of them to feature or at least make an appearance. Um, maybe uh, with the exception of Dujon Sterling as well. Uh, but apart from that, I, I'd expect to see pretty much all of the uh, new signings feature at some point during this game. The defence, as we said at the start, that's the concern. But uh, even even with uh, a makeshift centre-back pairing, um, I think we should have more than enough to get past them. Kenny, since Andrew obviously dodged the injury situation, um, I give him the opportunity to have a comment. Um, I'm just going to pass it straight on to you. Uh, uh, I mean, I, I think you'll forgive the phrase here, Chris, but it is a bit beating the dead horse to go, oh, Kamaru's injured again. Oh, no. If we can get him fit, he'll be a fucking great striker. Oh, yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. Hey, roll out all the cliches. Um, but, Kenny, if it's true about Lawrence and Roof, um, Roof, certainly, but I think we're stuck with him. Um, nobody's going to take him off our, our hands. He's got a year left, so we just need to ride that one out. With Tom Lawrence now, I've been thinking about this, Kenny, um, and I've been thinking about it long and hard. We, we, we've got too many players in that position. Um, Lawrence, uh, we, we, with that horrible uh, injury that he got last season, he's not going to get your 30, 40 games this year anyway. It's just a fact. There's too many players um, in that position. Um, he's clearly, his body is still vulnerable, the fact that he's picking up these wee stupid knocks. A team down south gives us half a million, I'm taking it. Um, and by the way, I loved the start that Tom Lawrence made, but 
we just need to be we just need to be ruthless now. We we can't have that sentimental feeling of I but look at the start he made. Imagine him in a fully kinda full throttle Rangers team, fully fit under Michael Wheel playing attacking football. I think we need to come to the realisation now here that I just don't think that's gonna happen. Um yeah, you make a good point about maybe not getting as many games as he would like, but listen, I, I don't think MD would want him at this minute in time coming back for this injury anyway. Um and that's no Respect, he's a fine player and plenty of clubs would, would like to have him. But I think with this question mark hanging over him a little bit, I don't know if anybody would come in for him. But the only the, the only positive I would say about this at this minute in time is we, we've got that many bodies at this minute in time in these positions that um, we can allow the likes of Kamar Roof and Tom Lawrence, who have been out for a while, you know, having operations and coming back from them. You do get these wee niggly injuries all the time anyway after that, but we can we can ease them in uh, over a period because we have got a Danilo, we have got Dessers, we, you know, we've got Lammers there, we've got options in, you know, these positions. As you say, Tom Lawrence is going to be perhaps trying to, you know, compete with Todd Cantwell and uh, Sam Lammers. And, you know, he's not he's not going to be getting a game every week in that sense, is he? Because... Yanis Hadji as well. Yanis Hadji's oh. there as well, exactly. And, you know, uh, we, we have got options. And I do understand what you're saying. If somebody comes in for an offer for any... I've, we, I've been saying this for a long, long time. But everybody's for sale. Let, let's not kid ourselves on. Um, about this, you know, if we get the right offer for the right, you know, the right player, we'll accept that offer and urge, urge the player to move on. Um, but again, I, I, I don't know. I haven't. I've got to be honest. You maybe privy to a bit more information than I am on what's happened with Kamar Roof, Chris. But I haven't heard much. I just know that he, I, from what I've heard, he, he felt something and just thought, no, I'm not taking a chance. But I, I don't know what that was. Um, as for Lawrence, I don't really know. I've just heard pretty much the same as you. Um, but it alludes back to what I said right at the start, you know, when at the introductions, Chris, that we we do need some bodies out the door. We've got a very, very big squad. It's, it's you know, it's what are we at now? 33, 34, 33, I think. No, 34, I think it is. Quite bloated. It's quite bloated. Yeah, so we need, we, we genuinely do need... Uh, six or seven of them to go now, actually, uh, before anything else happens. And, and you know, there is players there that we know are apparently going, but it's just a little bit of a concern to me that it seems to be taking a long time. Uh, but I do understand what you're saying about Tom Lawrence. He is going to find it difficult to get a lot of game time this season. I, I, I think you might be right, particularly if he keeps getting these tweaks and niggles and, uh, you know, he's going to find it tough to get into the team for him, sadly. Yep, absolutely. Um, I've got a list of players here that I think uh, we'll see some departures from um, imminently. Uh, we'll come on to that, but I'll round off the Kelly, the Kelly chat with um, a prediction of the starting 11. Now, Kenny, I would love to see 4-1 um, Four four one four one basically, um, but I don't think we're going to see that. I think we're going to see a a four two three one. Um, I would even love a four one three two. I think having a, a a dynamic five um in the front of the the field with Raskin sitting in front of the defence, so he'd been knitting the 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 play from defence to to attack. He'd be that kind of corridor, if you will. 
Um, I think we should absolutely be exploring that forma- uh, formation because I just see no benefit of playing two holding midfielders at all. Um, there seems to be this obsession with us, um, not just with Rangers, uh, but it seems to be in, in, in all of football at the moment, where these teams who are expected to beat these lesser teams still play with two holding midfielders. Um, it's just not necessary, for, in, in my point of view. I think Raskin could eat easily do that job himself and have somebody like Cantwell helping out every so often. But as I say, I think we are going to go 4-2-3-1. So here's my team. Then I'll ask you, Kenny. Then I'll ask you, Andrew. <clears throat> so we'll have Butland and goals. Tav, right-back. Suter, Davies, centre-back. Barisic, left-back. Two holding midfielders of Raskin and Jack. Um, outright, <clears throat> sorry. Outright, Danilo. Out-left, Lammers. Uh, Cantwell just playing off Dessers, that's that's how I see it. Now, I know Danilo signed as a striker, but I think playing in that inverted 10, um, I think he can do that as well if if reports are to be true. So, my team again is Tav, uh, Butlin, Tav, Suter, Davis, Barisic, Raskin, Jack, Danilo, Cantwell, Lammers and Dessers. Now, on paper, that actually really does excite me, to be honest. Um, that's it's just such a breath of fresh air from what we've seen last season. Um, but Kenny, I think you are probably going to make maybe one or two changes here. One or two. Um, I, the only thing I would say about the, this two hold, holding midfielders, uh, I think a lot of that depends on how you're going to play and if you're going to try and push your full-backs up, those two holders have got to fill those spaces. Um, and that means that you would you, you have to start with Yilmaz or at left-back if you're going to do that. Uh, because Borna Barisic isn't going to cross that halfway line very often because we've seen it that often over the last year or so that he, he's just not doing it at, at this minute in time. So my my, my starting 11, I haven't really thought of this. So uh, Butland, obviously, um, I've got a sneaky feeling that Goldson might start, but we'll say he won't, and I'll go with Suter and Balligan. Um, I'll go with Tavernier and... Uh, Probably Yilmaz, but if Dijon Sterling's fit, I would even consider him there, to be honest, because I'm not convinced with either of our left-backs at the minute. The midfield, I I would probably be inclined to go with uh, Raskin, Jack, you know, for that control, and uh, uh, Cantwell. um, And my front three would be Dessers Danilo up top, with Lammers in behind him. I think that's my 11. Yep. Um, I think the only change there for you is uh, Davis and Barisic out and um, yeah. and Yilmaz in. Aye. So, uh, Andrew, what about yourself? Yeah, I think I'm I'm inclined to agree with Kenny uh, in terms of the back four, at least. So, fuck off Davis and Barisic, bring in Balogun and Yilmaz. Um, and then in terms of the forward line, as much as I would love to see Danilo straight in, I don't know if he's quite there yet. I know I appreciate he's been playing pre-season uh, away, but this is probably he's only had you know a stretch in with the team. I don't even know if it will be a full week by the time we get to Killy, because I'm aware that this was going to be an easy week for the squads after you know the pack pre-season. So I think the the central midfield area, Raskin, Jack, Campwell, I think that's probably spot on. But then I would say Dessas, Lanners, and Seema are probably the front three that you'll see. Um, with Danilo, I think definitely coming on for a, for a good half hour at least. Um, but yeah, not, nothing much apart from that. Yeah, it'll be very very interesting. I think uh, as Rangers fans, we'll do what we always do, and we'll read a lot into the the starting eleven, especially this starting eleven, because this is the official first starting eleven of this new team, if you will. So it certainly will be interesting. Um, and 
Remember, it is a later kickoff just after five, um, and it's on Saturday and it's live on Sky. So, um, if you think it's a kind of Sunday afternoon um, kickoff or a Saturday afternoon kickoff, it's not. It's a Saturday evening kickoff in the SBFL. Um, actually, I was going to criticise them there, but there's been a lot of um, positive feedback about this. Um, a lot of the, the, the fans who are travelling prefer times like this because obviously they can do their thing in the afternoon, get their coupons on, watch the. Um, scores coming in in the pub and then go straight to the football so I suppose in many ways it's actually a decent kickoff off time um, just just a quick thought on that Kenny you you alright with that kickoff time because as I say those, those arguments there that I just presented it's, it totally makes sense to me although I will admit that initially I thought really weird but I, it totally makes sense well, I love that kickoff time on Saturday because I'm working this Saturday, so uh, I'm <laughs> chucking it early and coming up the road to watch it. Um, but see, in general, I, I, there is no doubt in this that we wouldn't get this time slot if the Premier League was on yeah. in England. Let's not kid ourselves; we don't get the, this time slot where well, we we actually should uh, because it's probably uh, the perfect kickoff for a you know for a Saturday TV game. Lunchtime and Saturday is no use to anybody. You can't do three o'clock, we know that. So it becomes either Saturday evening or Saturday night. Nobody wants to, you know, chase it, you know, go chasing back down the road from wherever at 10 o'clock on a Saturday night, do they? So it's a perfect kickoff time, actually, uh, for a televised game. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so look, that kind of rounds up um, the, the, the chat about this game um, on Saturday. Uh, as I've always said on this uh, podcast, we don't do predictions for these matches at all because, let's be honest, we, we want Rangers to win. So it's pretty pointless. Um, I'll move on to the transfer news because we'll not covered this yet. So since we last uh, released a podcast, Rangers have confirmed two new signings. Uh, Danilo uh, eventually over the line, but the the transfer saga of the summer is now over, as Jose Cifuentes has now um, been revealed as a Rangers player today. Um, Danilo uh, reported fees five million, um, but Michael Beale was dismissed that, saying not to believe the figures. So read into that what you will. Um, Danilo is about one point two, one point three million. Uh, not Daniel Cifente, sorry. Um, so, but I'm not going to lie here, Andrew, and say that I know uh, that I'm a Daniel Stan or a Cifente Stan. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know much about them before the sign for Rangers. But having obviously done my customary research, um, the the these two guys are going to be in position one and two in the, in the Ballon d'Or this year. <laughs> Well, I mean, your your research on Sam Lammers had him predicted to be a complete flop, and yet in the uh, preseason so far, he's been your favourite player. So, um, oh, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I would say that uh, he's proved me wrong in many ways, but I, I still don't understand the signing. If you want to, if you want to open that um, <laughs> that, that box, because he's completely negating our best player. So uh, we've we've only we've only been recording for forty minutes. I don't think the audience will have enough patience if we go for another two hours. You know, so. <laughs> Well, the proof will be in the pudding, right? We'll see how we go. Um, No, I mean, both of them on paper, Danilo especially, look very good, uh, you know, on the face of it. Um, Danilo's a goal scorer in forwards. Uh, It's, you know, that's he's got a proven track record of doing that. The hope is that he can continue doing that. 
as far as Cifuentes is concerned, uh, comes from LAFC, uh, looks like he can slot into a number of positions in that central midfield, both as the you know, holding midfielder, the kind of Raskin position, or as an attacking midfielder, and indeed as a box-to-box as well. So I think he'll probably be more of a utility guy. He can slot into a number of positions. He provides cover for a lot of positions. To be honest, it's a fresh midfielder, and uh, that's been something that Rangers have been crying out for for about four seasons at this point. So that's that's only good news. Um, I think he'll come in along with Dowell as, you know, probably when we're looking at kind of central midfield options as the two ones who will probably fall into that, hopefully ahead of Lundstrom and Kamara, um, one of whom I think is definitely going, one of whom we would like to go, but we'll see. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about them. Uh, I think they, they will both be interesting. I don't know if we'll see either of them in this game against Killy, but... Yeah, it'll be exciting to see how and where they do slot into the team going forward. How do you feel about them, Kenny? Um, obviously, Danilo has the sexy signing. Of course, you know, Brazilian comes from a title-winning team in the Eredivisie. Uh, brilliant track record. He's almost got one and two in terms of goals against appearances. Um, typical Brazilian goes for the high 99 number. It's something that we've never had at Rangers. Um, of course, of- <clears throat> Sorry, of course we've had a, a Brazilian, of course we've had some South Americans, but to get a, a guy, he's peaky, he's powers, um, I'm not going to turn around and say that he's going to get a, a cap with Brazil, I don't think he's quite there yet, um, if at all he'll ever get there, but the fact that we, we get this thing that all the teams around Europe get this kind of good, serviceable Brazilian with a high squad number, and I know I'm getting kind of hung up on just a squad number, but it just, it just it's these wee kind of boxes you tick off as a football fan, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Of course it is. Look, he's not the guy that's got the cap for Brazil, but he's the guy that's going to win them the World Cup now that he's at Rangers, so don't you worry about him. Um, I actually am more excited uh, at the signings as a whole, but the last two that we've signed in the last few days, Cifuentes and, and Danilo, are the two that over the summer have, you know, since we've been linked, you know, we've been linked with Cifuentes all summer, but since we've been linked with Danilo as well, they're the two that have excited me most for whatever reason, because I'm a bit like you, I'm not going to sit here and say I'm some kind of encyclopedia of knowledge on the pair of them, because I, I, I am not, but um, doing your doing your homework on them, as you said, these two boys are, are fantastic football players that are really going to enhance our squad. Um, I disagree with with the two of you slightly in terms of Danilo. I think he will start. I think he, even in his little cameo uh, against Offenheim uh, at the weekend, I thought he did enough to, to show that he's instantly going to cause teams bother. I thought he there was a little point where he, he wasn't, wasn't on long at all, where he took a high ball, uh, dropped like a stone right to his foot, bump, turned, pass and we almost scored from it right away and he was barely on the pitch and I just thought well if you get that kind of touch uh, you're you're going to you're going to do just fine in Scotland so and the boys have went as as I said last week we've been what I've, I've started to watch a lot of the the LA games and uh, over the summer uh, and just watched them he, he is one terrific midfielder uh, Chris one that he's a player that we don't really have because um, he he can do so many things. Uh, that might sound stupid, but he, he is a, a complete box-to-box midfielder. Uh, he can score goals. He's great defensively. He can run with it. Uh, he can tackle. He's big. He's strong. He's got the lot. And 
I'll tell you what, if he was 100% fit, I would have no qualms about putting him in Saturday either. But he won't. I'm not saying he will. But I, I wouldn't have any bother. I just remember a couple of years ago when Celtic had quite literally uh, a couple of their Japanese players off the plane on the Saturday morning and were playing on the Saturday night or whatever it was. Um, we shouldn't really worry too much about it. Let them go and get on with it. Um, but those two... Uh, really do excite me, and I might. Can I just change my team? I actually forgot something. I think I might uh, not play uh, Ryan Jack on Saturday. I might start Keen Dowling there, but be, purely on the basis of that plastic pitch. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure it's great for Ryan Jack's calf. That so it might be Dowling that starts. Well, uh, Andrew, I'm sorry, but Kenny's just. Um... He's presented a scenario to me that I, I have to present a, a counter scenario and it's really going to hurt you, Andrew. But, um, Kenny, I'm sorry, the last player to arrive uh, from the MLS and then was flung straight into a Rangers game, literally 40. <laughs> uh, James Sands against I know. So, um, I, I'm not too, I'm not that, I'm, I'm keen to see Sifuentes, but I'm not that keen. Um, Andrew, you still with us? You crying? You all right? Look, this is an Ecuadorian player. I have no loyalty to him whatsoever. I don't care what league he used to play in. That's fine by me. <laughs> I, 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 I wasn't really slagging uh, Cifuentes. I was more slagging your boy, Sands. Look, let's, let, the past is the past. We we are where we are. And there was another American player who you were very keen to keep around, Chris. So, you know, let's not go right enough an entire continent just yet, all right? All right, OK. OK. Um, look, uh there, there is, as, as Kenny alluded to earlier, there, there is a lot of players on our books. It, it simply has to be trimmed. It's it's just not sustainable. It's not sustainable in terms of playing time, um, and it's certainly not sustainable in terms of uh, finances. Um, we're in a pretty decent position, if rumours are to be believed, about outgoings where we can almost break even on the summer outlay, uh, which would be phenomenal business, to be honest with you, um, because the value of the squad last season just dropped like a stone. Um, and then when you consider the absolute atrocious way that the Kent and Morelos situations were handled, um, lessons need to be learned. And I think I think we're now... I, I think, well, that will never happen again. Um, so there's, there's certs to leave that you can put your money on um, and you, you will get a return for your money if, if you were to uh, go down that analogy. The first one, Sakala. Um, looks like he is going to leave uh, Saudi Arabia. Um, it, sniffing about him, not not the not the country, but certainly teams from Saudi Arabia. Uh, Sakala, to his credit, has already not back an offer, so I think Sakala would like to stay, but I think Michael Beal would like him to go. Um, now, this caused some debate. Uh, I've seen quite possibly the most ridiculous take on this I've ever seen in my life on um, Twitter, or sorry, X, um, where somebody was saying we should get £25 million for Sakala, um, whereas I'm at the absolute other end of the spectrum, where I think if we get £3 million for Sakala, we're robbing somebody. Um, because like this guy, uh, I think I presented my argument to you guys privately, which I don't have no qualms about doing in a public podcast, and it's simply this, against the teams that we're expected to be, he is good, I'm not going to lie, he will produce, he will get goal contributions and he will get goals, and there is a fair argument there to say that's what we need, but not so much now when you've just spent the best part of 13, 14 million on a front line, it becomes surplus to requirements. The problem with Sakala is when you really need him to produce, it just quite simply doesn't. Um, 
and I think a lot of people focus on his ability in those situations, whereas I think it's just as much mentality than it is ability. I think he tries too hard. I think he gets himself too tense, and I think that's personified by the two misses, the two open goal misses. Um, that's no ability, you know what I mean? That just Sakala can score those goals, of course he can. Sakala scored ridiculous goals since he got the Rangers. That's mentality. That's just a lack of belief. That's panicking. That's not having the composure to be the main man when it really matters. Um, and you ain't getting any more than five million for a player like that. So three million for me is completely fair. Uh, four million, we're laughing. Get anywhere near the figure that you guys are probably wanting with the five million. Uh, we're robbing. We really, really are robbing teams, and it's for that reason alone we're not going to get five million. Um, so Kenny, you, you want to come in here about this? Because uh, if I remember correctly, I think you're on the side of you want a wee bit more than what we're getting, but you obviously realise we're not going to get ridiculous amounts. Well, that that tweet that you seen, I I very rarely comment and nonsense like that, but I actually had a wee. <laughs> a wee slight pop on Twitter or X, whatever it's called now, uh, today about that. A, a, a mental take, as crazy a take as I've ever seen, £25 million for Sakala. But I, I, I don't know. I, I, listen, it's one of those things. I, I've actually heard, and I have no idea how true it is, but I've heard we're actually getting a, a £4 million plus for Sakala. It's about 4.2 or 4.3. I don't know if that's true. And we're getting about five and a half for Glenn Kamara. Um, and that's that's almost 10 million quid. That's tremendous business if we can get that. But to get back to your point, um, yeah, I, I would be looking at... I think we were offered about three million pounds for Sakala last year, weren't we, by Burnley? And we knocked that back. So I, I think we should be looking for a bit more because for all that... I agree with just about every single word you've just said there about Sakala. I I love the guy. I, 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 it's that smile. <laughs> he's a lovely, lovely chap, and and I, it wouldn't actually bother me too much. I'm staying strangely. Uh, if you for for talking sake, if you could get Matondo Matondo out the door, uh, well respect to Rabbi Matondo. But if he if he were to go, I'd be quite happy to keep Sakala. But Sakala's worth more, and that's why I think. Michael Beale will look at Rabbi Matondo if he were to stay and see he's more coachable than Sakala is. Sakala's just at an age where he's not going to get much better. Let's not kid ourselves. And and the, and the issue with Sakala for me is that he's unreliable in those big games. You do not know what you're going to get. And if you if you've got him on your bench and you're a goal down in a semi final to Celtic for talking sake in a final and you look to your bench you know if you're Michael Beale and you want to change a striker for a striker if you've got somebody that you have watched miss those two open goals and games at Hamden I'm not sure you'd particularly want to put them on and that's I think sadly that's where he's at um, so I would say about four million it would be a fine price for me I've got to be honest purely on the basis that it was we we were offered three or three point two last year. I'm sure it was Burnley, wasn't it? I think it was offered that or Barnsley, whatever it was. It was Burnley. Aye. 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 Um, Andrew, do you want to come in here? We've already seen this transfer window. Someone who was a fan favourite who reliably scored goals against uh, lower league or lower quality opposition uh, leave uh, for a little bit more than we paid for him, admittedly, but uh, still it was at a stage where we had to be ruthless and. Uh, that's bye bye Tony Gold. So it is that thing. If you can get a good value bid for him 
And I, I'm inclined to agree with Kenny. I think three million is probably a little bit low. I'd be expecting more like four million for him. But ultimately, I, I think we're at that stage where you can't afford to be sentimental. Uh, and I certainly don't think Michael Beal will want to do that. Uh, he's seen what stagnation has done to this team. There, there's a way to finance the kind of turnover that he's looking from this team. And it is ultimately about taking these deals where you can get them. Because, you know, we, we saw what happens if you if you don't take on those deals. Uh, you end up in a situation where players like Ryan Kent and Alfredo Morales leave for absolutely nothing. Because you don't take advantage, you don't strike while the iron's hot, and you don't sell them when you can get significant money for them so you're not always going to have a Calvin Bassey or a Nathan Patterson that you can sell you have to keep these kind of lower level it feels wrong to say basic when you're talking about that amount of money like four million quid but in the in terms of football transfer world it is you need those kind of deals ticking over so that you do have both turnover within the squad as well as money coming in for players that you can then turn into fresh acquisitions and eventually you do hit it big and you are successful you do get those players who are worth the big transfer bucks for whatever reason. I think, but I think we, we we ran a we ran a poll on our Twitter account, um Saturday at three pods, you should all check it out. Um asking if three million was a fair price for Scala. It got, you know, more votes towards yes, but it was fifty four to forty six percent. So it's not like it's a cut and dried yes, this is obviously the right call. I think I think it's a it's a difficult one because, you know, one, that smile, that damn smile, obviously. But also Three million does feel like you're undervaluing him a little bit from my perspective, but I can see how other people would think three million's a fucking steal. We should definitely sell him for that. So I don't think there's a there's a cut and dried answer there, unfortunately. Yeah, Kenny. Um Andrew's obviously no privy to Scottish politics, obviously being a, an American born Londoner, but um it felt awful like a Scottish National Party propaganda piece that Andrew was kind of coming out with saying that the <laughs> What the fuck, man? <laughs> The 50% isn't really that high because there's a 46. Like, no, no. Andrew, the vote's the vote. You don't get another one. Um, the people have spoken. Aye, aye, and Brexit means Brexit. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm right there with you. Don't worry. Um, Can we keep politics out of this, please? For the, sake of, for the sake of all of us and everyone listening, please let's. Yeah. Well, I just, I just, I, I, I've heard that line before, Andrew. You, you're cards marked. I'm watching you. All right, okay. Well, you know, I didn't get a vote last time, and you guys both did, so... Yeah, we voted correctly. Um, anyway, we yes, we did. Uh, moving on, um, Glenn Kamara and Robbie McCrory, they also like to be searched uh, to leave. Kamara, um, I have no idea what's going on with this boy. Um, he's been kept away for the first team. Never in my life would I have Kamara down as a troublemaker, so I have no idea. There is rumours going about, um, I don't think... It's appropriate to speculate. Uh, I'll certainly uh, share what I've heard, um, and I've, I've heard from no source close to the club. By the way, I've just heard um, through the grapevine um, on things like Twitter and follow follow and stuff. But apparently, he's again. Apparently, I don't want to speculate um, too much upon it. Um, won't even ask for a comment for you two. Um, but apparently, he's submitted a fit note. Um, so that that's one of the the, the kind of bits of news kicking about with Kamara. Um, in, in many ways, I actually hope that is the case because, as I said, I, I've n- I would never in a million years put Glenn Kamara down as a troublemaker and he's getting the troublemaker treatment. So I really don't want my opinion to change of, of Kamara the person. Um, so, look, clearly the best outcome here for Rangers and Glenn Kamara is for him to depart 
the club, and I hope he can do it in the most amicable terms possible. It, it appears from the outside looking in that it's not as amicable as we probably would have presumed it would be. Um, you know, Antonio Cholak, for example, you brought him up, Andrew. He arrived at pre-season, he was happy, he started pre-season with us, He'd done the hard yards in pre-season with a smile on his face and he departed with a smile on his face and he said nice things. The complete poor opposite of what's going on with Glenn Kamara. So it's it's worrying from that point of view, but you know, at the end of the day, he's going to get what he needs and Rangers are going to get what he needs and he will depart the club. And if we get the five million for him, phenomenal business. It really is something that you don't really hear um, when describing Rangers transfer business, but it really is a phenomenal piece of business. 50 grand turning on a five million. Again, if you're going to be hypercritical, he's very peak his powers. You could easily get double that. You could easily get ten million. A, a, a peak Glenn Kamara was easily a ten million pound player, but he's completely lost his way. Um, will no longer play a part with, with Rangers again, so he has to go. Robbie McCrory, um, uh, it's a disappointing one. This. I, I hope Bill can um, turn that around, but I, I, I don't think so. I think his mind's made up. He right, he he rightly rightly feels aggrieved. He had a brilliant end of the season. Um, in many ways, you could probably say he was our best goalkeeper last season. Um, never let us down once, but you can also caveat by saying that he obviously played in no major fixtures. But um, look, it was never going to be Rangers number one this year. Um, what I would say to Robbie McCrory, if he's if he's listening, is he will be Rangers number one at some point if he digs in. Uh, Butlin's not going to be here forever. Um, Butlin will be here for three, four years tops and they go back down south and then that's McCrory's chance but also get by that time McCrory will be 28-29 um, and McCrory might be thinking of it from another angle he goes away for Rangers and comes back but he's in that much of an upward trajectory because he has proven himself to be a good player will we be able to afford him so it's a risk um, I hope Bill can turn him around but I don't think so so um, Andrew what, what, what do you make of those situations Kamara and McCrory? Yeah I mean as you said Chris Getting a five million back for Kamara does feel like grave, uh, like robbery because uh, we spent fifty grand on him. He was perfectly fine for us. I think, in in fact, he was probably one of our better performing midfielders. Uh, the past two seasons just haven't worked out though. So, yeah, ultimately we can get five million for him. I think that's fantastic news. He hasn't looked interested. I don't think he's a pivotal part of Michael Beale's team, which is some turnaround because he talked him up a lot in that January um, kind of window there. But ultimately, we've seen that that's not going to be the case. So, yeah, time to move on. With McCrory, I agree with you, Chris. It does pay me to say that, obviously, but I do agree. Um, he, um, he he looked the part uh, at that tail end of the last season. Uh, he looked like he could absolutely stake out that claim to be the, the number one at Rangers for, for many years to come. And I think ultimately, in an ideal world, that's absolutely what he would have liked to do himself. But it's maybe just the wrong time because you are seeing that turnover. Um, you've made this argument privately, Chris, and again, I hate to say this, but I do agree with you. Ultimately, at some point as a player, you have to back yourself. Uh, you have to believe that you are good enough to force your way into the team. It's what Alan McGregor did after spending a good couple of seasons out on loan. Uh, he managed to fight his way into that team. Uh, circumstances may have conspired slightly to help him do that but ultimately he took advantage of every opportunity and staked his claim for the first team McCrory may feel like he's already done that in terms of his performances and it's difficult to argue against that you know he's got a 100% old firm record uh, every old firm the game that he's played in we've won um, and he's not looked out of place as our keeper in any of the games that he's played for us but 
as soon as Jack Butland got signed, you knew it was going to be difficult for him to get that automatic first team start. So it probably makes more sense from his perspective as a player wanting to guarantee himself first team football. Uh, because ultimately, things being as they are at Rangers, even if he backs himself and he believes that he is the best keeper that is currently at the club, you are subject to the whims of the manager. And ultimately, he's signed Jack Butland not to sit on the bench because Butland won't be on a small wage. He signed Jack Butland as our new number one. He's got the number one shirt. So it was always going to be a battle for him. And I think he's probably taken the right move in terms of his career. But it is disappointing from our perspective because we always like to see those young players coming through. Absolutely. Kenny, another few uh, names on a potential departure list. Uh, Rabi Matondo simply has to go. Borna Barisic uh, simply has to go. Ben Davis uh, simply has to go. Alex Lowry uh, looks like he will be departing, if not on loan, but permanently. Um, and uh, again, if rumours are to be true, I mean, Kenny, feel free to comment on this if you've heard anything, but if rumours are to be true, um, he's Alex Lowry's going to get what he deserves, and that's a move to Northampton. So look into that. What you what you will take out of that? What you will, sorry. Um, another few names that I'll give I'll give to you here. Um, Yanis Hadji. I think you're looking at a player there who is, in my opinion, in my opinion only, is too far behind in his recovery from this injury. He, he's shown nothing um, since coming back. Not even a, a glimpse. Not even a flash. Uh, Unfortunately, this is what happens with ACLs. Uh, you'll be looking back strong from it, like Stephen Naismith. He, he, uh, I, I mean, pains me to say his name, but he came back really strong from an ACL. Um, and and, and I'm, I'm saying this in a, a relative comparison. I could obviously turn around and say Ronaldo, like the original Ronaldo came back strongly, but I, I'm, I'm using it in a Rangers comparison because I think that's the only fair way to do it. Um, so Naismith, he came back from from an ACL um, and 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 drove on um, and then you look at other players like Kevin Thompson he had an ACL and he never recovered from it let's let's be honest they just did not recover from it um, and I think the time is now right to to cut a losses with, with Hadji um, especially when you consider the, the sheer number of players that we have in his position um, and you could probably get between three and five million from him so I'm all for that and, and by the way I love Giannis Hadji but you, the, the problem with Rangers fans and Kenny, uh, and I would actually go as far as saying the problem with Rangers as a club, far too loyal, far too sentimental when it comes to players. We 2012 has got a lot to do with it, um, but even before then, we could never accept a player leaving as it was the right thing to do. We held on to players for far too long, and it was completely the wrong thing to do. I would even, as I said, even before the, the 2012 scenario, but 2012 was completely ramped up that feeling. Um, and 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 Hadji, unfortunately for me, falls in that category where sentiment goes out the door and. and and we can still get a, a decent fee for them. Uh, so I, I don't know what you think about them, Kenny. It's a difficult one. You've just said it you, you know, earlier on tonight about Tom Lawrence going to struggle to get game time. And all of a sudden, if they were both to go, we might be a bit light in there. So uh, Hadji can play a, a, a number of positions. Um, so I'm I'm not sure what Michael Beale's going to do with him, I've got to be honest. But I think if we get a... Listen, it's a, it's a little bit like... Uh, 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 Red Van Yilmaz see if we get an offer for Yilmaz I think you'll find you'll go uh, I think it's the same with Hadji if you were to get a, a club uh, to come up 
you know, with a decent enough offer. I think the only issue I have, I watched uh, Galatasaray last night. He, he won't be going, you know, neither of them will be going there. They're not good enough. Um, so it becomes it becomes a, a little bit of a, actually, where do they go? Um, because there is this thought that, you know, you know, Galatasaray or one of the other big Turkish clubs would want uh, Yelmaz or perhaps Hadji as well, and I'm not, I'm not sure they would. They, they, they look well covered uh, for talent over there, to be honest. But um, Matondo, uh, again, it's just this issue with, with our left hand side that's been of late. That you know, Kent didn't perform. Matondo's not performed at all. Uh, our left backs aren't performing. Our centre, you know, our left centre halves aren't, you know, haven't been great. That left hand side needs. Uh, sorted to a certain degree um, which I think it will and I think Seema will do a, a much better job coming in off the left there than you know the likes of Matondo but he might want as I say if Sakala does go uh, he might want Matondo's pace just for that pace I don't know but for me he should go uh, I just don't see uh, and I'm going to be quite harsh here I just don't see anything in the the boy that makes me think he's a Rangers player and I, I don't like to be personal about it but I just I genuinely just don't see it who was the other player you said Chris? Uh, so Davis and Lowry uh, Lowry um, yeah I just think it's similar to what we just said about Lawrence and Hadji and Cantwell and Lammers were well blessed there so yeah um, I, I think the boy's just a little bit um I just don't think he's progressed. Uh, I was going to say a little bit stagnated. I don't think that's not necessarily fair. I think I just don't think he's progressed as uh, much as he perhaps could have over the last season. And alone... Uh, Sorry, Kenny, to come in. I, I just see so many comparisons with John Fleck. Ultra... Uh, yeah, yeah very, I get that. Very, very talented. Amazingly talented. But the, the reports that you hear out of Ibrox aren't favourably uh, favourable sorry um, is probably the best way to put it without getting speculating about it yeah I've heard but at the same time um, yeah get my move see what the real world's all about with all respect to Northampton uh, that's not uh, the Rangers training centre and it's not Ibrox and you might get a little eye opener and I, I know he's been playing in the Lowland League last season and you know you'll have seen all these things but having to go and do that grind day in day out might be the making of the boy, you never know, but he just seems a little bit too lightweight and a bit too small for me still, yeah, he's only he's only 20, but he's not uh, filled out the way I, I, I would have hoped, and as for Ben Davis, um, I think I've talked Ben Davis to sleep, actually, uh, I, I just, I, I, I don't know what to say, I just don't think he's physical enough, I don't think he's quite committed enough. Uh, Dave's football tourist comments about him pretty much uh, nail what I think of him too. I, I think he's he's one that um, it's very it's very rare I'll ever say this, but he's a ranger he's a ranger centre half that doesn't look to seem to like the the physical side of the game. Well you're not going to cut it in Scottish football if you're a, a ranger centre half. Uh, and you don't like the physical side of the game because you need to like the physical side of the game as a, a Rangers centre-half, and he just doesn't look as if he does that. And he's a good player, they'll do a job for plenty of other clubs, but not for Rangers, and I, I, 
I've made my mind up on Ben, Dav- on ben Davis. I'd like him to find himself a club and we can bring a, a centre-half in that, that would be better suited to us. I think that's the way I would say it, Chris. Andrew, any names you want to add that I've not said? Uh, I know there's one glaringly obvious name, and the reason I've not brought him up is because um, I, I don't think it's going to happen, but obviously I, I, I would sell lunch from tomorrow. Uh, I would give him <laughs> Uh, but I, I just don't think that's going to happen um, and, and I hope that Michael Beale doesn't live to regret that but any other names you can think of or do you think that just about kind of covers the potential departures? No, I was waiting on you to mention Lundstrom because I'm pretty sure you'd drive him to wherever he needs to go um, well, that means but, uh, That's a fair point actually you'd hire someone to drive him to wherever he needs to go <laughs> Uh, no, I mean, I, I can't disagree with with the names mentioned there. I think uh, in the case of Lowry, uh, it's unfortunate, but he just hasn't kicked on the way that he needs to. Um, I can't disagree with the rest of them. You know, we, we do have a bloated squad. We've brought in a substantial number of players. These guys are on the fringes for a reason. And so, yeah, ultimately, we're at the stage where if we get decent offers for any of them, then they've got to go. Absolutely. Uh, Kenny, any, any names you want to add into the mix? No, I think we've pretty much covered half of that squad there, haven't we? So <laughs> I, think <it> <laughs> <Pretty> <laughs> I think that's pretty much the ones. Listen, uh, John McLaughlin's one that I would suggest that we haven't mentioned as well. Um, John McLaughlin's in a, 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 a very tidy wage um, and he was starting a, a, our season as number three. I, I don't want him as a number two. Um, he's proven to be an unreliable goalkeeper for me over the last year and I would like to see him go and we can bring uh, at least one goalkeeper in. Uh, that, that would be the only one I can think of off the top of my head, Chris. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that just about kind of brings us to the end here. Um, obviously, uh, it's a, a, an exciting weekend. Um, not just because of football starting, but because we get to see so many players in competitive football, uh, competitive action for Rangers, so many new players, sorry. Um, let's just hope it's it's a perfect start. And, and as Kenny alluded to earlier, the perfect start is just three points. I'd take a 1-0 90th minute winner. I'd take a, a, a 1-0 uh, first minute goal and 89 minutes of pure slogginess. I would take that at this stage. Um, I would take that all season if it means winning the title, to be fair. Um, I really could not give a fuck about the style of players. My style of players won. Um, but obviously, you, you like um, a more aesthetically pleasing um, performances, but it's just all about winning for me this season. I'm, I'm sick of feeling the way I felt last year. It's happened all too often um, and recently, and it now has to stop. So let's hope for Let's let's hope that this weekend is the start of it stopping, uh, if if you will. Um, all that I need to do before I thank the guys is obviously um, let 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 the listeners know that we are on social media. Um, we are on just about every single social media platform. Now, I believe we joined Freds. Is that right, Andrew? We joined we joined Freds. We did indeed. Yep. Uh, we're still on Twitter. I'm not going to call it X. Fuck you, Elon. Uh, we're on we're on pretty much all the socials that you can think of. Uh, if you really really have the urge to follow us on a social media platform that we're not on, let us know. We'll create an account and then we'll even follow you back on it because why not, right? Absolutely. Um, if you want to obviously uh, find us uh, in terms of uh, get your podcast or, or, or refer us to uh, one of your friends, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Amazon Amazon Music, we're also on YouTube as well. Um, so 
Andrew, it's great to be back. We will be back next week, obviously. We will be reviewing the Kilmarnock game and we will be previewing the Subvet game. Um, so, yeah, exciting times. Let's hope that the excitement continues to rise and rise and rise. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's very good to be back. Uh, I'm excited. Uh, can't thank all the listeners enough for their loyalty as well. You know, obviously, for a football podcast, it does get quieter when the football's not on, but the episodes that we've released over this uh, over this break have been some of the most popular that we've had. We've um, we've come a long way um, since we started this thing up just at the end of uh, November there, or yeah, middle of November, end of November. But we've uh, we've gone from strength to strength. We've um, probably doubled the average uh, listenership to our pods uh, in the uh, in the time that's taken us to go live. So it's been very good. Uh, your feedback, your love, uh, it's all appreciated. We do thank you for that. Uh, if you do have any feedback, uh, positive, negative, I don't know. It is the one who reads them first. Uh, fire them over to contact at Saturday at three dot co dot uk. That's uh, all letters no numbers but yeah it's been really good so um excited to get back into the competitive and real stuff again absolutely and kenny thanks as always mate it's been a pleasure fantastic enjoyed that chris and kind of agree with the the Perry about listeners thanks very much guys it's been it's been a cracking blast hasn't it it's, it's really good uh to see the way that the pod's grown i'm loving it it's good Absolutely, um, yeah. So I'll just echo echo that as well. Obviously, um, it's it's been you know I'm always getting surprised with just how things go in terms of listenership. Like we, we didn't really put out much as we probably wanted uh, over preseason, but we still managed to grow way more than I expected to if we did do those pods. Um, and one particular day. We didn't actually put a podcast out um, for about three days and we ended up getting like almost 200 downloads on a day that a podcast wasn't even released. So it's, it's just madness um, that people are listening to me talk shit, um, let's be honest. Um, so I'll continue to talk shit and I'll continue to do it all season. And I hope that um, the ones that are upset will be upset because those are the ones that I like to be um, feeling like that and I hope the ones that agree with me and are happy are the ones that I hope are going to agree with me and happy because they're the ones that deserve that as well I think that's fair Andrew isn't it? the ones um, the ones who spit the dummy out are the ones who deserve to spit the dummy out and the ones who are happy are the ones that deserve to be happy um, I'm, I'm not entirely sure of your point Chris but if you don't like Chris's particular flavour of bullshit there's uh, flavours of bullshit in five other varieties from, from the rest of us so uh, yeah you can get it you can get it all over the place uh, you, yeah. know, you've got, you can get your optimistic bullshit from myself, uh, you can get your really negative bullshit from Chris you can get your weird supermarket flavoured uh, bullshit from Dave uh, yeah we, we've got plenty of options so we hope that there's a voice there for, for everyone and hey if you don't feel like your voice is being represented then you know get in touch with us we'll have you on and you can spout your own particular flavor of bullshit as well yeah absolutely uh, no that's perfect perfect way to end perfect way to end but oh in all seriousness uh thank you to everyone who um obviously tunes in every week please continue to do so let's hope for a memorable season um and we will be back next year uh, next week no <laughs> we'll be back next year we will be back next week <laughs> to review the commando game and preview the survey game so join us then thanks very much